Welcome to the Joplin and Andrea podcast, where we discuss all things faith, family, and fun. I'm Andrea, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, Joplin, and we're excited about being here today. Yeah, great day for a podcast. It is. Great day to dress up. Halloween weekend. That's right. Happy Friday before Halloween. You can't see. Andrea is all dressed up today in honor of uh, Halloween Eve, Eve, Eve. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it is. is. It, how, the Friday before Halloween. The Friday before Halloween. It's the final podcast before Halloween. It was our only chance to dress up for a podcast. So Yeah. Um, I'm sorry you didn't bring anything to wear. Yeah, I am too. I am yeah. too. I brought you this. She, oh, you brought some beads. Yes, I figured okay. it matches. It even matches what you have on. So. Okay. All right. I'm putting on some beads. There I've we got go. some beads. I'm not sure what he is, but I'm, he's I'm at man least looking a little on. festive. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and she'll probably dress up again come Christmas time because it's a good excuse to wear her Grinch outfit or dress up like... I already got a gig. ...the elf or something. But, yeah, so Andrea's dressed up today as a 1980s just girl. Is that what you are, a 1980s girl? Yeah. Yeah, she's got a 1980s... Definitely not a boy. ...80s things going on. Um, You can't see it because she has a fanny pack on. Yep. But she's, I mean, she's got the whole shebang going on even though you can't see the whole whole thing but yeah. Uh, yeah yeah looking great babe yeah. you look like a perfect I mean, you can only do it like once a year so 1980s you may as well person so it up. yeah halloween weekend guys uh got a fun podcast we're going to talk a little bit about missions our missions teams are already filling up fast for 2023 and uh, we can talk about that here in a moment talk about why they're filling up fast and um talk about extra mile missions a bit I'm going to take some time today to answer two questions from listeners. Uh, one about like how do you be a witness, and I think this yeah. is especially coming from you know um, for folks that might have a difficult time busting into people's conversations and just talking about God. Um, maybe you're shy. Maybe you're just not that super extrovert person. How do you, as a Christian, share your faith? Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about Halloween. What should a Christian's view be of Halloween? I think it's obvious they should definitely not dress up for Halloween. Uh, that would be wrong. And so... Hmm. Um, I, That'll I, be up for debate here in just a little bit. be up for debate here in a little bit. All right. So, no, I'm honestly, I'm going to answer the question, how should we view Halloween? And then we're just going to finish with something real simple. Andrea and I are both going to share one life tip about living a victorious Christian life. So let's get straight to it. We're going to talk today about mission teams uh, filling up fast for 2023. Andrea, why do you think our teams are filling up so quickly already? Um, Our teams are filling up so quickly because so many people have went before and they have just had fell in love with it. They've had a passion. They've got um, relationships started there and the communities that we serve in. And it is hard to not go back when you have a relationship. It is. Yes, it is. Yeah, we have almost an 80% return rate. Yes, so, uh, and they can see what they're doing is making a difference. And so yeah. when you feel like you're doing anything and it's making a difference, it makes you want to go the extra mile to make sure it happens. So, yeah, yeah, yeah we're, so. we're really excited. We have a trip coming up January um, 21st to the 28th that's entirely full. And then we have a trip the 28th of January through February 3rd, and it has three spots left. Three so, spots. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep, just we three were spots happy. left. Originally, we had those trips, you know, estimated to cost about, I think it was $1,850 per person. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, when we actually had to pull the trigger and purchase tickets, we were able to get them quite a bit cheaper. And so that trip came down something like 
$175. We were excited to be able to pass those savings on to the team members themselves. Yeah, pretty awesome. But um, yeah, and then we've already, we've got summer trips that are filling up. We do, yeah. We actually have a medical trip at the end of July that is entirely full. So we well, still have people wanting to add, and so we're going to have to Wada is Mexico that. coming up the week we do, before Christmas. Yeah, we actually, I think, have three or four slots left on that trip. Um, but it's filling up, and I know that there's like four or five people that were possibly going to go. So, yeah, if you're not signed up for a trip and you're still interested, you should definitely give us a holler because we'd love to take you. But they, yeah. are, they are filling up fast, and it's first come, first serve. So... And uh, we've been asked this before, like just just for to clarify, you do not need to be you know part of our group, part of our mission organization or our church that Andrea and I uh, lead in Derby, Kansas, the Well Worship Center. Like um, yeah, these trips are open to anyone, mm-hmm. anywhere that has an interest or a heart to serve in overseas missions. Yep. And if you got any questions, you can get a hold of us. Uh, contact us through the our mission website, which is extramilemissions.org. Um, and so let's just talk briefly uh, about everything that's going on with Extra Mile Missions, because it has been a whirlwind of two months for us. Andrew, what are some of the things happening right now on the mission field? Well, we are so pumped to say that we have got our own mission house. So in Honduras, in Honduras, we um, had been using a hotel every single time that we have went from the last however long. Um, And we just recently got our own mission house. And so um, originally we just saw it via Zoom. We just actually got a virtual tour of this house. And um, then we were loving it, loving it. Everything was kind of lining out. Droplin was able to take a trip down there himself and say, yes, this will work for us. And um, just this Two, last two weeks, I got to go down there and pick out paint colors. And mm-hmm. so it's in the process of being painted. And um, actually, in Honduras, they don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but they do celebrate Black Friday. And so uh, they have all the sales go on. <laughs> they that. have everything That's happen that we have happen here. Yes. And um, so we're going to purchase all the things that the house needs Black Friday. So that's coming up. Yeah, so we're going to host our first team in January at our own official Extra Mile Missions Mission House. Uh, Very excited about that. We can host up to about 30 people, big dining room, big kitchen, big serving area, um, total of nine bedrooms and nine bathrooms. We actually had to add four bathrooms ourselves Mm -hmm. uh, and two bedrooms. So uh, we've, we've done a lot of work to it. And um, I will say to that, we need, like literally need help. We need your support um, to help fund these things. Yeah. Uh, We had to pull the trigger to, you know, just make the decision to do this and move forward with our organization. And and it was a real step of faith because there are a lot of things that needed done that, quite frankly, we just did not have money for. Uh, We have exhausted our cash and we are not done. Um, we need to purchase, you know, here in a month. We're waiting until that week of the Black Friday week because we can get so much of our stuff, 40 to 60% off. Um, but we've we've got to purchase beds for 30 people. We've got to purchase furniture. We've got to purchase... Towels and comforters and pillows and... Everything yeah. that you need to furnish a house, including... Yeah. Kitchen uh, table. Uh, washer and dryer and uh, stove and refrigerator and as of right now today we do not have money for those things and um we've we've got a vehicle that we purchased that um we should have 
up and rolling here in about two weeks and uh, still need uh, some income to finish up everything we need to do to get that thing up and running. So um, all together to finish out this year and not be in the red, we need about $50,000 to come in between now and the end of the year. And so if you can help with that at all, we would love to have you help. Uh, it's easy to give. Simply donate at extramilemissions.org. And um, something else cool going on, we have added a third section out in uh, Kayla Koske. So yes. it's the same area of the mountain range that our other two uh, child sponsorship ministries operate, but we've added a, a third we're very excited about this uh, location. Andrea, tell our listeners a little bit about why we're excited about it, a little bit about the church, and how many kids we currently have up for sponsorship. Um, yes, we are so excited about this. We had the opportunity to get involved with this new church, and it's awesome because they're a very established church. They've been there for quite a while. Um, they really love the Lord out there, and they are just as equally excited to have us be a part of it. And so we are pumped about that. The pastor has a really cool testimony, and um, their church by themselves are doing some neat things in the community. So we're excited to partnership with them. Um, we do have 35 kids that we have added to the program just this week. And so if you're interested in sponsoring a child and you never have, um, you can hop on our website and you can check out the kids that are available for sponsorship. And so uh, we are looking forward to just this next year and being able to minister there in that community. I'm pumped. We've been slow to do this because we've never wanted to get too big to operate with excellence. Mm -hmm. uh, we have been asked to add a third program now for almost three years and we just weren't ready yet. But over yep. the last year and a half, we have been at max capacity on sponsorships. Like mm -hmm. we've had people on a list, some of them for almost a year waiting for new kids to come into the program. And so we recognize there was a need for it. We've got supporters that are wanting to participate that weren't able to participate. And so that's another method that you can get very involved with our program, get truly connected with one of the kids in our programs but also be a help to Extra Mile Missions in doing so. So um, you can find kids for sponsorship, also extramilemissions.org. Just mm -hmm. go to the child sponsorship page, and uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's my gut instinct, these 35 kiddos, which this is the first time we've announced this. Like, if you're hearing yes. this right now, literally, you're one of the very first people to know about this. And it's my gut instinct that these 35 kiddos probably going to end up getting sponsored pretty quick. Yes. And yeah. so if you're interested in sponsoring a kid, please hop on there and make that happen. Yeah, we're very excited about that. We also have one more piece that's super excited. We have our very first missionary that ended up leaving from our area at the well and um, is now moved to Honduras. And so he's living in our mission house and he's helping take care of a lot of the logistics there on the ground in Honduras for us. So Troy Caps. That's right. Yeah, we've sent Troy Caps over to uh, hold down the fort. He's doing a lot of the painting, helping get the house ready, uh, delivering food to kids, uh, going to the programs every Sunday. He is our full-time boots on the ground. He's doing a fantastic job. Yes, uh, Troy yeah. was a deacon at the at the church that I pastor, the Well Worship Center of Derby, Kansas, and uh, we miss him obviously in that category. But um, Troy was compelled and felt called to the people of Honduras. He's having a great time there, and uh, we're excited to be at a place where our mission is expanding, and we we physically need 
people uh, to delegate this type of work to to help us do what we do and that's Troy right. couldn't be a better person for the for the job. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty awesome. I'm going to switch gears for us with us just for a second. Um, we have with the Mexico ministry, I know several people that we've reached out to and minister to have ended up participating in the Christmas shoebox drive. And that's actually kicking off November 1st for us at the well. So um, if you're interested in doing shoeboxes for us, you can let us know on that too. It's an awesome thing to do. And that is what our team in December will be doing in Mexico is delivering all those Christmas shoeboxes to the kids. So yeah, yep. We got a great thing. thing going on in Mexico. Um, in addition to our annual Christmas drive and, and helping kids with Christmas, uh, we have begun working to feed a community of believers in a really destitute area of, of Juarez. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been fantastic. You know, the, the, they are growing. Uh, it's been a very small group of people that has expanded. I think we have two or three home groups now that are meeting and studying the Word of God every week together. Uh, we provide food to the families that participate in these groups. And um, it's uh, it has been a really good deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, money donated through the end of December to cover the food. And uh, that's another two months. We've got November, December handled. Uh, cost us about $1,000 a month to run that program in Mexico. And uh, come January, we there's just no, no funds. It's not somewhere else that we've, we really need supporters who are willing to come on board, whether it's a one-time gift or, or whether it's, hey, we really believe in what you guys are doing and we want to be intentional about supporting this as a way of life and you want to join as a monthly donor at any amount, mm-hmm. you know, $5, $10, whatever it might be, um, that is a huge help to us and we have monthly donors willing to step in and help there. And so great things happening in Mexico, great things happening in Honduras. Um, I'm fortunate to be going into the Philippines coming up here in two weeks. Philippines has been shut down, uh, absolutely shut down from COVID since COVID started Mm -hmm. and they just reopened. It's it's, uh, ironic, but it has been rough, been Mm -hmm. hard for them. Yeah. Um, it's, It's ironic, but we were the last mission team there. Yeah. We actually had a team in there that we had to get out before they were supposed to leave. Uh, the Philippines said basically 48 hours to leave the country, you're going to be locked down for six months. Well, our people weren't scheduled to leave for six or seven days. And so we bought one-way tickets, got everybody home. And it, within the ministry that we help over there, nobody has been back since. Yeah. And so we will be the last team that was there and the first team in. We're excited about that. Um, I'm going with a small group, just three of us. It's really a preaching tour. Going to be working to preach quite a bit and working very specifically with pastors of local churches that are small churches, some of them not established very long. And I'm going to be there to encourage those pastors, encourage those churches. And so please be praying about that uh, November 7th through the 17th. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's coming up and uh, really looking forward to that. That's going to be good as well. We love the philippine people that we haven't been able to connect with quite as much just due to covid things but yeah we're excited about that so a lot going on with missions we would love to have you join us love to have you be a part of what we're doing if you got any questions reach out to us reach out to us let us know uh we are pretty good to get back to folks quickly 
Um, but there are so many ways you can help us. Um, yeah. Being a part of our mission team, now that we own our own home, literally joining us on team missions, not only do you get the mission team experience, but now that we're not dumping so much money into hotels, uh, so much money into paying the cost of eating out for every single meal, a portion of that we'll be able to retain and actually use to help Extra Mile Missions. And so now mission teams themselves will be an actual way of helping our ministry mm-hmm. um, financially, but you're still getting the full-blown mission experience and doing the things we've done all these last several years. Uh, you can help through sponsoring kids. we got 35 of them that are up to sponsor. Yep. Um, and help by donating anything that you feel compelled to do. Uh, and you can find out all of those details, extramilemissions.org. That's right. Yeah. So look at that. Right. All right. Um, next off, we have a question from one of the listeners. And I'm just going to go ahead. The question is, witnessing comes easier to some other than others. I'm sure it also has to do with our walk with God. I'm saved and I pray daily. Have morning study and meditation time. Before dinner, I pray at restaurants. I talk about God and his blessings verbally around coworkers, family, and friends. But I do not feel I am doing all I can be doing to be a witness. What are some ways you can share to help us be a witness and share the gospel with strangers, neighbors, loved ones, etc. Okay. Um, great question. Definitely. Um, I'll, I'll say my gut instinct to this person is that you, 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 pro, you, you she said, um, how'd you say it? I, I don't feel like I'm doing all that I can. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, but it sure sounded to me like she is. Yeah. And um, so I want to start with that. I think sometimes we can be too hard on ourselves. And look, if you're if you're being disciplined in your your spiritual disciplines, you're reading the Word, you're spending time with God, you're looking for opportunities to uh, you know demonstrate your faith publicly. Look, that's what we're called to do. And 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 I I would make this point that most Christians aren't. And I don't know what the percentage is, but let's just make some fake percentages and follow me for a moment. Let's just say that only 20% of Christians are doing these things. Well, if that's the case, the other 80% are really not. Um, If we could move that number from 20% that are praying and reading and praying in public and, you know, looking for ways to talk about God and his blessings— if we could move that number from 20% to 80%, the influence the church would have would be astronomical. And so um, I, I want to caution those of you that are doing these things. Don't get discouraged when it feels like, you know, you're not seeing a lot of results. Because um, honestly, we can, feel, we can feel that way as a church sometimes. Mm-hmm. Look around at our community and it's like the community's not really there's not this great revival. The community doesn't love God. I think sometimes often even with our family, like yeah. we feel like we do all we can with our family and they still don't want to come. And yeah. So it's hard. But I think to ourselves, and I hope this doesn't come across as arrogant, but I think to ourselves, if every church in, the, in our community was doing the same things that our church is, this would be a much stronger community for Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I think the thing same applies here. Now, let me try to give you some, some tips because that was the question. Um, how do we be effective witnesses? In addition to the things that are mentioned here, I think that one thing that helps a lot is praying specifically for two things. Now, listen listen to the way I say this. Specifically 
we play we pray generally in other words i want to specifically pray every morning generally speaking god help me be sensitive today to the people around me uh, help me to recognize opportunities that you might arise uh, in my path so that i can share you know your love with somebody else um generally speaking god just help me to be a witness today help me to be conscious of what you're doing around me and help me to get involved in that that's very general mm -hmm. but also pray specifically for specific people that you are wanting to see one to the lord maybe it's a co-worker and so you just pray very specifically you know and your co-worker's name is john you wake up and and before you leave the house you say god help me help you know uh, open john's heart uh pray for you know god be with me help me to be um willing to engage in conversation uh with john god help me to know the right things to say um and sometimes we even pray when we've said especially with family so you mentioned family a lot of times we've already said everything we can say and so the the prayer moves to god send somebody else yes into this person's life to be a witness to them mm -hmm. and and to challenge them and so we pray specifically for people as well whether it's co-worker neighbor family friend somebody you're wanting to reach pray for them very specifically and this is the final thing i'll say about witnessing Paul said that one plants, another waters, but God gives the increase. And that means that all of us have a role in winning the lost. And truly, when one person comes to know the Lord, it's rarely ever the result of one person witnessing. It's a lifetime of hearing, you know, being witnessed to from other friends family grandparents it's a lifetime of somebody else praying for that person it's a combination of god using certain things in that person's life to kind of open up their heart to spiritual matters and you and, and then a combination of the person that god brings to answer those questions yeah. i say this so often as a preacher a lot of times i get credited with more credit than i should when people get saved They'll come, they'll, you know, hear the message preached, they'll respond, they'll be saved. And um, I'm not discrediting what I do, but it's just a fact that there was something else that got the person there in the first place. Yeah. I didn't go to the person and invite them to church. They just showed up there, right? Somebody else invited them. Somebody else has already been talking to them about spiritual matters. Might be a wife, might be a grandmother, might be a grandfather. Might Somebody's been praying for them. Yes. And so we all play this role together. And so my advice to this person is keep doing what you're doing. Yep. Keep telling people about Jesus. Uh, just stay faithful to the task and know that as you do that, you're playing a role in the overall evangelizing of the world. Yep, that's good. What's I, next? I have found with myself, too, that like if I get specific and I pray that week, God send somebody into my life you know to share or to minister to the it's funny how god does answer that prayer and even though i might be witnessing to these other people i don't really realize i'm witnessing to there is one or two people that are like okay i know that god answered that prayer this morning so yeah absolutely yeah. very good all right so next up on the agenda is halloween halloween's a good good question um i've obviously been asked this question many times over the years 
So I'm going to give bullet points today. I'm going to give a quicker answer with Halloween than I did with even witnessing. All right. And I'll just sit over here in my costume. Okay. So uh, as you can tell, obviously, we don't have this great big uh, problem with Halloween in our family. Um, Andrea is dressed up today just to be fun. And um, so here's, here's our view on Halloween. Let's, let's be clear. Um, to We're talking about views Mm-hmm. The Bible doesn't even mention the word Halloween because Halloween wasn't a holiday. Yeah. And um, anyways, so here's my view on Halloween. Halloween can be evil. Um, there's no doubt that it is rooted in an evil, you know, the, the, the glorification. I would, I would hesitate to use the word worship, but the glorification of evil, darkness, you know, demons, devils, witches, all that type of stuff. Um, but we don't have to celebrate those things. Um, it's fun for some people to get dressed up. It's not fun for me. I'm really struggling wearing these beads today. But <laughs> but it's fun for some people. And it's not like it's somehow a sin. Uh, I know with our own family, personally, we've never celebrated Halloween. We don't put up scary things in the home. We don't do the whole scary deal. Um, we don't even decorate for Halloween. When, when we decorate for this season, it's more like fall colors, pumpkins, a happy-looking scarecrow, you know, that's got a smile on it that's very welcoming at the front door type deal. Um, and so when we celebrate this time of year, um, for us personally, we have found that rather than somehow boycotting it and shuttering our doors, Instead, we just try to find a way, you know, I might even use the word happy medium, might drive some people nuts, but that might be the word for it, a happy medium where we're going to let our kids get candy. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to a few houses. Traditionally, especially when the kids were younger, we go to grandparents, right, and get candy from grandpa and grandma. Um, we would go to a church, a lot mm-hmm. of the trunk or treats so they could pile up on candy. We'd let them have fun, friendly costumes. And for us personally, it was it was easier, better. It made more sense than just saying, hey, Halloween is of the devil and there's nothing you can do to celebrate it. Now, I have some good friends that feel that way. And I think it's important that I acknowledge that people have to listen to their convictions. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not I'm really not trying to knock somebody that disagrees with my convictions, but this is our podcast and that's what we believe about it. Um, Biblically, as a pastor, I do not believe that Christians participating in some degree on holidays, even pagan holidays, that in and of itself it's a sin. I think what matters is are we actually worshiping on this day um, you know, something that's pagan. And if the if you are worshiping it, like if you're actually putting your allegiance towards something, then heavens, yeah, that's a sin. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. But my wife's sitting right here with a funny looking uh, no. uh, thing in her head, bow yeah. and a bunch of beads. And she looks like she's from the 1980s. And oh, I can wow. assure you, uh, we're not bowing the knee to Satan here. Um, and I've watched God repeatedly use us, anoint us, and I've, we've cast out devils out of people. We have literally done, watched God do the works of God in our lives. And um, 
and yet never taken some hardline stance on pagan holidays. And so it's just my honest experience, opinion, and based upon my knowledge of the Bible, there's nothing wrong with celebrating Halloween as long as you're careful about how you do it and you're not celebrating evil. And so, and, and that general principle is going to re- apply to any holiday. People can even argue that Christmas wasn't really a Christian holiday. It was a pagan holiday, the winter solstice, and uh, that somehow Christians tried to make a mock holiday. And I'm like, well, so what? You know, so what? We're, what are you celebrating? That's the question. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what Andrea's celebrating, dressed up like she was from the 1980s. But who cares? She's having fun. She's having a good time. I know this. She's not celebrating the devil. Uh huh. And so that's my thoughts on Halloween, right? Dress your kids up. Just don't let them dress up like a bunch of little devils. That's right. Was that good? <laughs> is that is that fair? It was, but this isn't this isn't goofy. This is fun. Yes, fun. I mean, did I yeah. say goofy? You said that it looked funny. I said it looked funny. Yeah. Funny. Is fun and funny not the same thing? No. It's not? Okay. No. I recant my saying. You want to laugh fu- at me? It looks fun. Okay. Yes. Yes. Andrea look looks fun. I'm just kidding. Yes, it is fun. Um, all right. Well, let's move on to the last half here. And we are going to talk about a life tip um, that we're both going to give on Victorious Living. So why don't you start? Okay. So, all right, yeah, just quick five minutes here, actually, and we're done. I think we're well over the halfway point. The the uh, life tip that I have is this. Keep your eye on the prize. And really, this applies to Christians. And what I mean by that is our prize is in heaven. Guys, We, if you want to live victoriously, you have to keep your eye on the prize. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. And for those of us that are saved... Heaven's the ultimate prize. There's nothing on this earth, nothing that could possibly Mm -hmm. be better than heaven. And so I've got to keep my mind on that because if I don't remember what the prize is, if I think the prize of serving God is earthly peace, then I'm going to be anxious and worried all the time because this world is continually getting worse. Yeah. Um, I've got to remember my prize is in heaven. Mm -hmm. And so if you're out there, a child of God, and you've been allowing yourself to get so focused on what's happening in our government and in the world and how bad it is, you want to be victorious, keep your eye on the prize, brother. There is a heaven to gain, and you and I are headed there. Our prize is that place. It's not this earth. It's not houses. It's not lands. It's not boats. It's not wealth. It's not earthly success. Our prize is is heaven yeah we're headed that way keep your eyes on the prize and that is my tip today for victorious christian living it's good it's good what's yours all right so mine is to remember and keep joy through life um surprise surprise right but i do think it's really important you know life is hard and we face a lot of things that just sometimes don't seem fair sometimes are confusing sometimes um life tosses things at us that we just don't know what to do with but if we can remember little by little to try to keep some fun things in there to try to keep joy try to find good in um the small things it helps bring perspective to life and so um that's kind of one of my principles is that i just always try to find good in it somewhere and figure out how to bring that good out because it is there and you're good at it you're awesome at it you're a ton of fun to be around (laughs) 
<laughs> but it is, it's really important that it doesn't matter who you are. If you can figure out in life how to do that and keep it light and how to, how to keep joy, even though we don't understand why something happened the way that it did, or, um, you know, maybe we're having some financial problems or something, but figure out how to look at the good and focus on the good and let there be joy and good times, even through the hard. So great advice. I love it. Yep. That's so, mine. hey, before we let you guys go, next month, we're going to have a podcast that drops Thanksgiving week. So we'll have a Thanksgiving podcast, and then we will also drop a podcast either Christmas Eve or possibly the week before Christmas. We traditionally do the last Friday of the month, yes. but uh, in just, be know, just let it be known that in November and December, we're going to have a special podcast for the holidays. Look forward to being with you then. Until then... God bless you all. God bless you all. Have a great weekend.